Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Empowerment with Elizabeth. Today I'm here with my sweet new friend Miranda, who is the current Miss Pennsylvania, and she is going to talk to us a little bit about her year, her CSI, her prep for Miss America, all the things. So Miranda, tell us a little bit about yourself. I would love to. Well, thank you so much for the quick introduction. My name is Miranda Moore, and I am Miss Pennsylvania 2023. I started competing in the Miss America opportunity a couple years ago. I needed scholarships. I went to the University of Georgia. I studied environmental engineering. I graduated in 2021, and now I am a certified environmental engineer in training and sustainability professional, and my community service initiative is Take Action in Fashion. I talk about sustainability and sustainable fashion and sort of merging the worlds of environmentalism and women's empowerment. And I'm very excited to be here today and talk about my year and my prep. Yay, yay. We'll talk a little bit about, I know you said you started in the Miss America organization to get scholarships, but talk about where you started with pageantry overall. So did you start in the Miss America organization or did you start when you were younger in a different system? Yeah, I started in Miss America, actually, and I was 22 years old. I'm 25 now, so I've been involved for about three years, and I really did just need scholarships. I was in undergrad. I took what I like to call a victory lap. It took me five years, and my scholarship was for four, so that last year I was, you know, starting to look at how much it was going to cost for tuition and opportunities that I might have to earn scholarships to not accrue student loan debt, and the Miss America opportunity sort of found me through a good friend of mine, and I got absolutely hooked first local competition. I just loved it. And it became really my biggest hobby and passion since then. I've absolutely loved it. I love that. So talk about your favorite phase within the Miss America organization, and then tell us a little bit about why that phase is your favorite. My favorite phase is definitely private interview. I like that you get the most time with the judges. I always like to think during competition, you really only get about 12 to 15 minutes in front of the judges. And most of that is in your private interview. So I think it's where you really get to show not only what you would want to do as a title holder, but what you've done, the plans you have, the partnerships you've established, all of the work you've done. And also I think it's where they get to meet you. You know, when you're on stage, you're showcasing different parts of yourself, but that's their time to really get to know you. And I think it's definitely my favorite part and the part that I look most forward to when I compete. I love interview too. Um, Okay, so talk about your CSI. You mentioned it earlier, but kind of go into depth about what it is, what you've been doing, what have you been focusing on this year as a state title holder, um, as far as your CSI goes, are you working on any projects, all the things. Yeah, it's called Take Action in Fashion, and it's all about sustainability in fashion. And the mission statement is to change how we as consumers buy, wear, and think about our clothing through awareness, representation, and engagement. And the biggest thing I do is I partner with different brands and nonprofit organizations. So I work with brands like Queenly, Rent the Runway, and Fashion Pass to give people different discount codes to make sustainable fashion more accessible and affordable without them feeling like they have to compromise trendiness or access or, you know, their different style options. So I work with those partners. And then I also work with nonprofits. I work with Remake and Good On You, which are both nonprofits in the sustainable fashion sector to help bring people resources. I have a STEM.org accredited educational program that I can take into schools. And I also partner with the Little Words Project to fundraise for those different nonprofits through a bracelet. I have a take action bracelet that you can actually buy from the Little Words Project to help fund our efforts in the different organizations I work with. So those are all sort of different angles. It's very much targeted at our demographic in the Miss America opportunity. It's women aged 18 to 28, very much the very core group of consumers for women. We have very high rates of consumption within that age demographic and social media has a lot to do with that. So talking about 
de-influencing access to different resources and just the impacts as a whole the fashion industry has. It is one of the most dangerous and highest polluting industries. So helping people learn about that, but not just teaching them, you know, the bad things about it, but giving them the resources and the tools they need to be a part of the solution and the change. And as a state title holder, I've worked on all those different initiatives, as well as a house bill in Pennsylvania that would exclude all secondhand clothing from tax to hopefully help tax incentivize secondhand shopping in our state. And as Miss America, you know, that'd be something that I'd love to bring nationally would be a bill to help incentivize that. That's awesome. And I love that too, because I feel like a lot of times people are turned off by pageantry or don't think that it's inclusive because they think they can't afford it. And so I love that you're like partnering with like Queenly and Curtsy and all of those cool apps that resell. Cause I mean, that's where I get most of my pageant clothes and um, they're also super sustainable. So I, I love that. that that's awesome. Um, okay. So this one's kind of a hard one. I won't lie. Why do you think the judges selected you to represent the state? Oh, that is a tough question. So I, of course, this wasn't my first time competing. And I think a lot about, you know, what changed from the years that I competed and they didn't select me to be the title holder to when they did. And a big part of it for me was mindset. I very much went into this year thinking if I become Miss Pennsylvania, that would be amazing. I'm ready. I would be a good Miss Pennsylvania, but if they don't pick me, it's okay. And I think that that mindset helped a lot because in interview, I think when you give off this sense of like, this is an opportunity that I would love. I care a lot about it. I've done the work to earn it. But if you don't pick me, I'm still going to go out into the world and do good work. I'm still going to be a part of positive change in my community. Like, I don't need this opportunity to do this work. This is just one way that would enable me to do the work. I think that mindset helped me a lot. And it was something that the judges thought, if we don't pick her to be Miss Pennsylvania, she's still going to do great work for our state. So we can trust that if we do pick her, she's going to do great work for the state. That sort of mentality, I think, helps a lot. And I also think I went into the interview with a very strong framework of what I had done rather than what I would do. I, of course, still had future plans and future goals, but I think statements like I have done this and I will continue to do this give a lot of weight when they're looking to pick someone to do really what's a job. It's a full-time job to be Miss Pennsylvania. And so I think for them to see, oh, she's not just saying she will do this, but that she has done it before and can continue to build on the work she's done helped me a lot. And that building that rapport takes a couple years, you know, that's not something that you just create a really strong service initiative overnight. That's why I think people who, whether they are new to the organization or have been competing for years, people who show demonstrated interest in their service initiative and in their community, no matter what that's looked like for them in their life, can really do really well in this organization. And it's why even if you are 22 and start late, you know, you can still ultimately be a state title holder if it's something you want, as long as you've shown sort of that demonstrated commitment and interest. So I do think that was sort of something I brought to the table this year that helped them with seeing me as a Miss Pennsylvania. I love that. That's awesome. Um, okay. So what has been the biggest shift? You were a title holder or a local title holder for three years and then going to becoming a state title holder. What was the biggest shift um, what, what were the responsibilities that you gained? What was surprising to you about those? Yeah, it's a pretty gigantic shift. I know for Miss Pennsylvania, I resigned from my full-time job as an environmental engineer and I work full-time as Miss Pennsylvania. So that was a pretty big transition. And that's sort of among the obvious things that we transition into, right? You know, it sort of flips your life upside down in the coolest and most rewarding way. But some of the biggest transitions I've seen from local to state is I considered myself to be a very active local title holder. I was doing appearances 
multiple a week around work. I was establishing those partnerships. I was working with different nonprofits. And I think that it's the biggest shift is you have genuinely all of this extra time to be able to do that. And it's been amazing to me in six months as Miss Pennsylvania, how much work I've been able to do because of having that time and because of it being a full-time commitment and responsibility. And that's been very extremely rewarding. And the other thing that's completely changed, I joke with people about this all the time, is my perception of a long car ride. I, as a local title holder, would travel like an hour, you know, there and back, two hour round trip. And I was like, man, you know, with work and going to the gym, you know, two hours, it's a big commute. Now I like drive from Harrisburg to Pittsburgh, which is four, four and a half hours, at least, you know, once a week, I'm going to Philly all the time. It's two and a half each way. And I think my perception of a long car ride has drastically changed as Miss Pennsylvania. So if anyone ever needs a driver, I am now just set for long, long trips all the time. (laughs) Got your podcast stacked, music, calls, all the things. Yes. Oh, all of the things, doing mock interviews in the car. I'll like pretend someone's asking me questions and practice through stuff. I'm like, this is my time. I have a little privacy. I'm trapped in my little bubble. Might as well knock some stuff out listening to current events. You you get her done. That's kind of genius. I'm going to start doing that. <laughs> it's good. I know you feel kind of silly the first like 10 times you do it. You're like, I'm literally talking to myself in the car. And then at some point, the answers start to sound better. And you're like, you're like, wait a minute, this is working. I might be onto something, yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Okay, so talk about what your prep for Miss America has looked like. In my mind, the best prep for Miss America was to be a good Miss Pennsylvania. And I tell people that and they're always like, what's that even mean? <laughs> but I think of the job of Miss Pennsylvania is for me to go to appearances across the state, work with our sponsors and have people think, you know, Miss Pennsylvania is someone I would want to invite to something again. She's someone who I see as being a good role model for young women. She's someone who I would want to have speak in front of a large group of people or would feel comfortable putting her in front of a media interview unprecedented. I got called to do an interview two days ago. I looked like a sewer rat. I was working in my attic and they said, Miss Pennsylvania, can you be here in an hour? And the answer was yes. And I showed up full hair, full makeup in an hour. And that's the job. That's what you do. And to me, Miss America is that exact same job, just on a national scale. And to prep for Miss America, I think doing my very best job as Miss Pennsylvania not only gave me the tools and the resources I need to be a good Miss America, but it also ensured that I didn't miss out on the first half of my year because I was focusing on other prep elements that maybe would take away from me being able to do my job. And of course there's prep outside of doing the job. I go to the gym every single day. I prep for the health and fitness portion. I practice my talent. I'm working on questions in the car and listening to current events and all of those things that sort of come with prep. But I also think in my mind, when I think of what have I done that would enable me to be a good Miss America, being a good Miss Pennsylvania has been very much at the forefront of that prep. And I'm hoping that's the case. I'm hoping that when people, you know, look at my years with Pennsylvania or review my performance at appearances or meeting me, I hope that they would say we could see her doing this on a national level. That would be my my biggest goal so that then whether I win or not, I come home getting to serve a state that I love in some capacity and do a good job of it. Hopefully we only get 365 days. So it's it's an important job. Yeah, I love that. I mean, doing the job that you want, I feel like that makes perfect sense. You know, like if you want to be Miss America doing that as Miss Pennsylvania, that makes perfect sense. So that would be great prep. So I love that. Um, Okay, our final question. If you could give one piece of advice to a local title holder or somebody who's competing for the first time, what would it be? We've sort of covered it, I feel like. But what you just said, I think, do the job that you want. And that transcends really everything. I think when I first started competing, I remember I would go to appearances 
as a local title holder and I'd be kind of ready. I'd be kind of done up. I'd be kind of, you know, I was, I sort of would show up to things. And of course you have to get your footing. Your first few appearances, you can't even believe you have a crown and sash on, right? It's the coolest, most insane feeling to have people want to take pictures with you. But I think that growing into that and saying, you know, I should go to every local appearance and look and act like the state title holder. If that's my goal, I should go to every appearance as a state title holder, looking and acting like the national title holder. If that's my goal. I think that mentality, it not only enables you to do that job extremely well, because you're performing at a level sort of above in your mind, what your, your requirements are, which I think that's so important too, is that local title holders, in my opinion, are just as important as state or national title holders. So to feel like your work isn't as important or you aren't as valuable to the organization because your crown is a little bit smaller, I think is a mentality that I love that we're sort of unwrapping that. I think Robin is doing a phenomenal job of including how important local organizations and directors are and that they're the foundation of this program. So using that to really push you into your goals and into what you want to do, I think that's the most valuable thing you can do. Act like you have the job and prepare as if it's already yours. And then if they place the crown on your head, you're ready. And if they don't, you are just a better advocate in person for the work that you've done and you will continue to grow and if it's your year it's your year and that's the other piece of advice what is meant for you does not pass you by I lost Miss Pennsylvania because I wasn't ready and when I won I was ready so I think that that mentality too is very valuable to title holders is what's meant for you it'll come to you and if it's not your year it's not because you aren't an incredible title holder you wouldn't be an incredible title holder it's because it's not your year and to keep coming back and have the mentality of I can always come back stronger and better and push I think is a really good mentality to have too. So those are like multiple pieces of advice, but all sort of in the same package of prep for the job you want and it'll happen for you when it's been too. I love that. I love that. And I feel like that honestly, like kind of transcends into just everyday work and work in other fields too. I mean, I think about my dad and, um, you know, I was asking him one time about going to like a job interview when I was in high school and I was like, I don't know what to wear. And he was like, well, I mean, just dress, you know, one level, I guess, higher than the person who's interviewing you. And that's so true. You know, like you want to be um, showing up as your best self. So I, I love that advice. That's really good wisdom. Um, well, thank you so much, Miranda, for coming on. I so appreciate you and taking time out of your day to come chat with me. You're so sweet. I'm sure you're crazy busy. So I so appreciate you and just know that I'll be cheering you on at Miss America and rooting for you. And I know that you're going to do amazing. So, and I will see the rest of you guys on our next episode. Bye y'all.